Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shape It Up Over 40 podcast. I have a very special guest today, and we're going to be talking about women's interpersonal conflicts with female coworkers, a path to resolution. And we're going to dive into background information about interpersonal conflicts, perceptions that people have of women in the workplace, and challenges women face at work. So again, welcome to the Shape It Up Over 40 podcast. I am your host, Nicole Simonin, and I help women over 40 lose weight, ditch the diets, and lose weight for the last time. So over the past 20 years, I've developed a weight loss program where there are no pills, there's no potion, there's no diets to follow, no insane workouts, no massive cardio. With my background as a professional ballet dancer and teacher, medical degree in physical therapy, personal trainer, and health coach, I have boiled weight loss down to doing three things, fueling your body, moving your body, and managing your mind. And managing your mind is the biggest part. So I want to ask you a question. How do you want to feel when your most tempting food is sitting right in front of you? Do you want to feel anxious? How about fear? Fear of eating it or fear of not eating it? Fretting over your favorite foods is never fun. Do you know what is fun? Having your most tempting food sitting in front of you, smelling all the yumminess, your mouth is watering, and you easily decide what you want to do, eat it or not eat it. You can overcome that, and I want to show you how. So register for a Crush Your Cravings Masterclass. If you've heard me mentioning it before, it's coming back. So Wednesday, June 1st at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, Crush Your Cravings Masterclass will be back. It will be live. It will be virtual. It'll be on Zoom. You can learn how to feel calm and relaxed around your most tempting foods. And this does not mean that you never eat them again. So you're going to be shocked at some of the foods that I eat, and I'm still lean. And no, I'm not genetically gifted, quite the opposite. Actually, I can gain weight super easily, and but I'm not some magical unicorn either. So these skills that I've developed, I'm going to teach you in Crush Your Cravings so you can get the same results, eating your favorite foods, losing weight at the same time. So if you're ready to feel calm and in control around your favorite foods, go to shapeitupfitness.com com slash masterclass. That's shapeitupfitness.com slash masterclass. Link will be in the show notes and will also be on the website if you go to shapeitupfitness.com. All right. So save your spot for the masterclass June 1st, 6 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Let's dive into today's topic. So my special guest today is a writer, international businesswoman, and keen observer of people in the workplace. She has worked in 15 countries for different corporations. She is a corporate trainer, executive coach, and the founder of Global Training and Coaching, LLC, a training company focused on leadership development, emotional intelligence, and conflict management. She was born in Louisiana and later lived in France and the Netherlands for 20 years. I want to learn more about that. After that, she relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, where she is based today. She is the author of the book, Women's Interpersonal Conflict with Female Coworkers, A Path to Resolution. So welcome, Dr. Myra Jacob, to the show. Thank you so much, Nicole. And hello, everyone. It is such a pleasure to be here with you today. I am so, so glad you're here. I want to hear about the Netherlands and France. 
<laughs> oh, I that. Absolutely. That, you know, that was great. That was such an eye-opening experience for a, a girl from Louisiana, just getting out of college, wanting to discover the world. And so um, my major was French in college and I wanted to go to France and practice. So that mm. was my first foray into Europe. And I ended up um, being able to stay with two different French families as an au pair. So that's how I started. Oh, nice. Oh, fine. Yeah. yeah, that's on my bucket list to learn French fluently. So we have to stay in touch if you still speak French. Because Absolutely. I'd be happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself and a little bit how you got started in what you're doing today. Sure, absolutely. Well, um, so I really got started with this project of the book when I started writing my dissertation. So my background is in industrial and organizational psychology, everything to do with the workplace, how people treat each other, um, stress in the workplace, all of these things. And for my dissertation topic, I chose women's interpersonal conflicts in the workplace. And the reason is because um, I noticed in so many instances, different corporations that I worked in and across the, the years that women um, would have difficulties sometimes in the workplace with interpersonal conflicts with each other. And I would see men in meetings, for example, have knockdown, drag out uh, arguments, and they would go out and have a beer together that mm -hmm. evening. Yeah. And when this happened with women, when they had a disagreement or arguments, uh, that did not happen. And it seemed to take a lot longer for them to get past the conflict and be able to be productive together. So that is what made me curious uh, to know, well, what might that look like for women to go through the process of resolving that conflict? What would help them to get beyond that? And so that's yeah. how it all started. Yeah, I don't know what it is with us women. It's like... <laughs> And I think that we've evolved, like some of us have evolved, but like, I know growing up in the ballet world, it was very, you know, doggy dogs world mm -hmm. because, and I'm mm -hmm. sure that's the same way in the corporate world. I haven't been there, but like, you know, you're, you're vying for those spots or that recognition or whatever it is that you're going for. But, mm -hmm. um, and even, you know, I think today's movement, you know, it's very like women empowering women. And mm -hmm. I totally subscribe to that. And I constantly am looking for women who are truly like that because, you know, it says a lot about who that person is when they are knocking the other woman down or what have you. But, and yes. I don't necessarily blame them, but like, there's some conditioning going on somewhere in our genetic makeup that is like, we need to be almost like the alpha male, you know, but they don't yeah. have a problem with it, you know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Well, here's the thing to, to pick up on what you mentioned, you brought out two things, you know, um, working um, in, the, in the man's world, a lot of times can have women feeling like, well, you know what, there are so few spots for us here and we have to fight to get where we want to get. Yeah. So whenever, um, many times when there is competition or when women feel competition between, with each other, they, it, it, it destroys the harmony between women. That is one thing. And another thing that I want to hit on that uh, research has shown is that women's interpersonal conflicts in the workplace seem to be seen as more of a problem than when men have 
a conflict with a male coworker. Mm, so people tend to uh, create or have the perception, if you will, that women find it difficult to work together. So that is why I also wanted to write this book to really look at, okay, so what does it take for women to be able to work well together in the workplace? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So does that dive into your first um, topic that you wanted to talk about, the background information about interpersonal yes. conflicts, or do you have more to add to that? So I'm going to go on, on to the background about interpersonal conflicts. And this is uh, what readers will learn in the book is that, first of all, an interpersonal conflict is different from a task-related conflict. So what I discuss in my book is, is um, not conflicts that have to do with, oh, how are we going to do this project uh, together and so forth, but it has to do with uh, the interpersonal conflicts that women can have with each other. And an interpersonal conflict might be something like a difference in personal style or uh, a personality difference. It could be also something like uh, a person's political belief that's different from the other person's or the person's values or something like that, that causes people to become irritated with each other and frustrated. And of course that makes it difficult to work together. So when we talk about interpersonal conflicts, when two people are in one, it, they tend to become very emotional about the conflict. And those emotions can flare up and really morph into something much more serious. So that's what I talk about in my book when I talk about interpersonal conflicts between women. You know, why is it that these two women cannot get along? It's completely outside of the task, if you mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, again, um, feel like if we all understood ourselves better, mm -hmm. we would have more space for other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> a that's good why, point. Yeah, like I feel like if we're secure in mm -hmm. ourselves and what your values are and what your beliefs are, mm -hmm. then I find that you're more open to, you know, I mean, I can sit next to a woman and they can have a totally different opinion about something, but it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that I'm going to escalate to, you know, an argument or whatever. It's like, oh, that's great. You have your opinion. I have mine. I'm not right. going to drag you over to my side and you're not going to drag me over to your side. It's all good. We're good. <laughs> like Absolutely. We can have a conversation. And, yeah. And that's a, that's a very good point. Um, there's, there's also something else that comes into play uh, between two women in the workplace. And that is that there are very particular dynamics that go on between uh, female coworkers that do not go on between a uh, female and a male coworker. So when you have two female coworkers, uh, what we see is that women will very often have unvoiced expectations of each other. Mm. So for example, it might be something like uh, women are supposed to be nice. Uh, women are supposed to be communal. They're supposed to be nurturing and care about each other. And so as soon as a woman, let's say, differs from that way of acting, that can put other women off. And that does not, that dynamic does not usually happen between uh, male and female coworkers. It's really typically something that happens between women that can set off these kinds of interpersonal conflicts. Hmm, that's interesting. Cause the whole dynamics of like the standards that are set for the genders, you know, 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So there are there are certain stereotypes uh, that women expect other women to adhere to. As mm. soon as the other woman does not uh, woman does not adhere to that, then it becomes well, she's different in this way. And for example, uh, one woman may find that the other woman is starting to take on more masculine behaviors, like being very self confident mm-hmm. or being competitive uh, in the workplace. And so that can really set off an interpersonal conflict. And what I saw, what I found in my research is that women find these types of things difficult to talk about with Mm. each other. They find that the subject difficult to approach. And so uh, to write this book, I had uh, in-depth interviews with women across the United States um, professional women of different age groups, uh, starting anywhere from 25 years old all the way up to 70 years old. And what I did in the book, what I found very interesting to do is to write the uh, chapters based on the age groups and what the women in the different age groups described about their interpersonal conflicts, what they did about it, how it made them feel, uh, and how everything ended up. So the book has the personal um, stories, if you will, about what women went through. And I think that we can all learn a lot from each other's stories. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Cause there's so much, like, I feel like everybody has their own story, you know, and we all have these like standards that are like set, but we all have like those little, I don't know what you want to call it, like branches of the tree, you know, that come off of it. And it's like, everybody has a different story. It's so fascinating. Right. I love talking to people about their stories. Right. Um, So tell us about the perceptions that people have about women in the workplace. So many, many times uh, it goes back to uh, this is supposed to be how women act in the in the workplace, uh, especially when they're in um, a situation where there are a lot of men in the organization. And there's a certain culture of, you know, this is a man's organization and the women have to make it in there. So mm-hmm. women will have uh, a certain perception of each other in that organization uh, that you're supposed to stick with us and, uh, and, and let the men do their thing. And as soon as women veer from that, that can cause problems. Also, um, there is something that happens a lot of times between women, and this might be between a um, female boss and her female direct report where there is a misunderstanding, if you will, in terms of what the relationship should be. The direct report goes in there thinking, you know, I want more of a social relationship with my boss. She's mm. supposed to tell me about what's going on in her personal life. And the boss may think, well, that's, that's not my role here. You know, I'm, you're my direct report and we have to work together. So sometimes those misunderstandings uh, can happen. And so that creates a perception about women. But one of the biggest things I think too that came out in my research is that how hard women can be on each other. Mm -hmm. And women will criticize uh, each other about things that they will not criticize men on. And so that was one thing that came out. And also one woman told me, for example, she said, well, I won't help a woman in the organization who will help her, who helps herself or who Mm -hmm. goes after things for herself, but I'll help other women who needs help. Hmm. So that was another thing that I found quite interesting that came out in the research. And also what, uh, what women said about how they compare themselves to men. They said, we see men who we know don't like each other. 
but they still work together. Mm. And then they say, but if two women don't like each other, they're not going to work together or it's going to be really, really difficult. So those are some perceptions that came out through the research. That's so interesting, the dynamics, you know, even the, of the genders, like I'm looking, mm-hmm. I talk a lot about like your primitive brain and like, you know, if you think back, back in, in the day, the men went out to hunt. So mm-hmm. whether they liked each other or not, they had to have each other's back or else they would have gotten eaten by a lion, <laughs> you know? That's a great observation. Yeah. yeah. And the women, we took care of the kids. We were like a tribe and, and everybody helped each other out in the sense of like taking care of the kids. And if one didn't, you know, they were probably mm-hmm. kicked out. Um, mm-hmm. But you were talking about like expectations of, uh, I'm sorry, not expectations, but you're talking about the relationship between like a superior and um, a direct, I forget what you called it, like below that. Right. But I think it's interesting, like even outside of work, like we all have expectations of who mm-hmm. we're interacting with. And mm-hmm. I would, in, especially in the work environment, I think when those are set and clear, then there's mm-hmm. no question. Like, you know, that we're not going to cross that line in our relation, you know, talking about, you know, outside of the business or whatever. Um, right. so I found that interesting. But um, the other thing you said is women are hard, harder on each other. But I really think that's because we're hard on ourselves. That you know? could very well be so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are, um, there are some things that, Uh, people will learn when they read the book is, you know, what women tend to um, criticize each other on, Mm. uh, what those particular dynamics are that can sabotage relationships between female coworkers, because everyone knows that they have a job to do in the organization. If you don't work well with people, of course, then things will go awry. But another thing that I also do in the book is I point out as a debrief of the stories women told, I point out the typical patterns of behaviors that tend to happen when women have interpersonal conflicts or when one is brewing Mm. and what to do to get beyond that. So the book actually talks about, uh, here are all the behaviors, here are all the things that you absolutely should do and things that you never should do when you're embroiled in an interpersonal conflict with women. And all of this came from those conversations that I had with with the women. Mm. Uh, None of this is my own advice or anything. It's everything that they said, you know, here's what I've noticed, here's what I felt, here's what I've learned I should do, here's what I've learned I should never do. And then based on what the women talked about regarding that, the book has a model, a conflict resolution model that consists of the steps that women feel they need to go through uh, in order to resolve the conflict. Mm. So you have a book that is full with red flags that everyone needs to be aware of. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So um, tell us who this book is for, because I know we're talking about corporate relationships and mm-hmm. I know a lot of the women that are listening to this are in the corporate environment, but who mm-hmm. else can benefit from this book? Well, that's a, thank you for that question. Um, people who, for example, are sometimes called to mediate in a situation where two women are having a conflict. This might be a human resources person. This might be a male manager uh, who has two females on his team that are not getting along. And for some, for the manager or the human resources person to be aware of these dynamics that go on and what kicks this off, these interpersonal conflicts between women can just get a better understanding of why women might not be getting along. 
And then also it could definitely be interesting for executive coaches who have women as clients. Mm. Uh, these people need to understand the, the dynamics between women and also sometimes what women expect from each other that they've never even dared to talk to the other woman about. So th this can be a definite interesting group for that. And then I would say psychology practitioners, you know, people who have women as clients and they are helping a client through a very difficult situation. And I, I'm going to tell you something, and I found this quite funny, but I have a video on YouTube. And when I looked at the people, the analytics of the video, 61% of the viewers were men. Oh, that, that was an eye opener. <laughs> interesting. They want to know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. yeah. And I know this book is on pre-order and you're going to let everybody know about that in a second, but like, I honestly, women who you guys that are, you guys, sorry, that's my Jersey, you ladies out there listening, mm -hmm. we all interact with each other. So this book could probably help you outside of the office as well. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so Meyer, tell everyone where you can find and pre-order this book. Okay. So it is on pre-order on amazon.com. It is on pre-order in Kindle format, but it will also be in paperback paperback format. So the book is coming out on May 30th. And if you go on to amazon.com and of course, search for the title, Women's Interpersonal Conflicts with Female Coworkers, A Path to Resolution, or you can type in Dr. Myra G. Jacob, and it will pull it up. Awesome. So if you missed any of that, don't worry, because it's going to be in the show notes. So you can go in the show notes and click on the link. I will have the direct link um, in there to Amazon. And you can also find it on the shape it up uh, fitness.com. Just look for this episode and you will get um, all the good information about the book. All right. So are you ready for everyone's favorite speed round of questions? Yes, I know yes. I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you prefer coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. And what is your favorite color and why? Hmm. I would say purple for me, please. Because it's the royal color. <laughs> uh, let's see. So we all have some unique job in our past. I know when I was dancing um, in the ballet company, I had a lot of little odd jobs that were just random and weird. So did you have any of those? And that could be like back in childhood, if you had a lemonade stand or anything like that. Oh boy, um, a unique job. You know, I, I think back to the job I had at the football stand at the high school football in Crawley, Louisiana, where I grew up. And my grandmother was leading the sales behind the concession stand. Uh -huh. And I learned so much about customer satisfaction and working with people, which, of course, is a big part of my job today. So yeah. I'd say that's the oh, most that's so unusual. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you have a favorite toy growing up? The favorite toy that I had was always my talking dolls. You know, I had several dolls that remember, I, I, and I know I'm showing my age here. You had this little cord that you pulled on the doll's back and you yes. let it go and the doll mm -hmm. would start talking. Mm -hmm. I loved that. And so th those, those talking dolls were a real presence in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, it's funny. I wonder what kids would do now. I remember like when Teddy Ruxpin came out. And I was uh -huh. like, that's kind of odd. But I do remember the stringed baby dolls. Like, yeah, 
what I would say, mama or something. <laughs> exactly. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. If you could pick a superpower, what would it be? A superpower. Mm-hmm. To be able to snap my fingers like Samantha on Bewitched and be in another country on vacation in seconds. Kind of wiggle your nose. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was one of my favorite shows growing up, Bewitched. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Or Jeannie. I dream of Jeannie, right? Blank. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I loved her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Um, I know I've been traveling a lot. I know I told you at the time of this recording um, last week, I was in Georgia and I have a bunch of traveling things coming up and don't get me wrong. I like flying and everything, but man, if you had that power to just snap your fingers and get zapped over to somewhere, that'd be so cool. <laughs> within moments, you know, and then yeah. you can come back within the yeah. moment if you yeah. need to. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody about it. Like I'm not a big Star Trek fan, but like, you know how they would beam them up and like right. the particles would separate and then come back together. I was like, I don't know if I'd want that. Like I'd be like, <laughs> you know, an arm coming out of my head or something weird. Like I wouldn't <laughs> come back together. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen for a long time. No. So tell everyone like one tip, if you could, like one takeaway from everything that we talked about. I would say the one tip takeaway is learn from other people and what they've been through. That's the best thing because people will tell you what the truth is about what they learned and and you'll be able to benefit so much from it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Be open to other people's stories, right? Definitely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. I know that everybody's going to get some lovely gems from this podcast episode and definitely go check out her book. Again, I'll leave that link on shapeitupfitness.com under the episode in the show notes. All right. Thank you so much for being on and everybody have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Nicole, for having me. Bye everyone. You are welcome. Take care, everybody.